Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, Psalm 105 is one of uh, three unusual psalms that were quoted from directly in 1 Chronicles. Now, in 1 Chronicles chapter 15, King David brought the Ark of the Covenant to the tent he had erected for it in Jerusalem. In chapter 16, they had a mighty celebration of dedication for the tabernacle of David, the tent, and for the presence of the Lord. And so um, that celebration included many words from Psalm 105 that I'm about to read. So that's the occasion, uh, the celebration of the ark coming to Jerusalem. It's full of extended praise to the God of Israel. A bit of Israel's history is poetically reviewed from Abraham until the time they entered into the Promised Land. And so um, listen now as I read Psalm 105. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. When there were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings, do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. He called down famine on the land and destroyed all of their supplies of food. And he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons until what he foretold came to pass, until the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all he possessed, to instruct his princes as he pleased, and to teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel entered Egypt. Jacob resided as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them, his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark, for had they not rebelled against his words? He turned their waters into blood, causing their fish to die. Their land teemed with frogs, which went up into the bedrooms of their rulers. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout the country. He turned their rain into hail with lightning throughout their land. 
He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, grasshoppers without number. They ate up every green thing in their land, ate up the produce of their soil. Then he struck down all the firstborn in the land, the firstfruits of all their manhood. He brought out Israel, laden with silver and gold, and from among their tribes no one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left, because dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread out a cloud as a covering, and a fire to give them light at night. They asked, and he brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought out his people with rejoicing his chosen ones, with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. So you can easily see why this was chosen and selected for the dedication of the Tabernacle of David in Jerusalem with the coming of the ark. It is um, full of historical references and full of exhortations to, to praise the God of Israel. In verse 1, this opens with an exhortation to praise the Lord and to seek the Lord. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So that's a magnificent opening that could be used um, in any church service in the world at any point in the service, but especially to open the service. So this exhortation to praise is um, uh, very lavish and and, um, well-constructed, well-written. Then we're told or exhorted to remember the Lord's past deeds and his faithfulness as the psalmist goes to recount. Verse 5, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. The Abrahamic covenant and the patriarchs are mentioned next. Verse 8, he remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac, he confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. And so this promise of the promised land is um, expressed in those few verses. There's a reference to them wandering from nation to nation, from uh, one kingdom to another, until they were brought into to Egypt. But before that, there's a verse that's mentioned um, that the Lord had rebuked kings, and I think it's referring to when Abraham and Isaac were around various rulers, and the Lord intervened and rebuked those rulers. The wording of the psalm is, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Now, in context, that is talking about uh, the Lord's rebuke on behalf of Israel. You'll often hear that, or you may have heard that, referred to by 
preachers, well-intended or not, who say that's applicable to them. Do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Well, perhaps it is, but in an original context, it was intended for reference to the leaders of Israel, that these were um, those that the Lord was speaking about. Next, the poetic history of Israel shifts uh, to the Jews uh, going down to Egypt with Jacob, uh, Joseph being sold as a slave, Israel entering Egypt, um, uh, residing as foreigners, and the Egyptians um, later grew hostile and enslaved the Jews. Verse 24, the Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. And so the Egyptian captivity and slave period of, of the 400 years is mentioned and alluded to. And then the psalm speaks of the Lord raising up um, a deliverer in the form of Moses. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. It goes through that time of the plagues, the various plagues that were poured out on the land. And then the striking down of the firstborn is mentioned. Then it shifts to the bringing out of Israel and the Lord guiding them and providing for them. Verse 37, the Lord brought out Israel laden with silver and gold from among their tribes. No one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left because the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to give them light at night. They asked, and he brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert. And so this um, 40-year period in the wilderness is covered in a few verses with the Lord's provision being emphasized. And then finally the Lord brought them into the promised land. Verse 42, For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham, He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, so that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. And so, friends, imagine yourself on that great day when David had brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem for the first time. Imagine the lavish celebration with David dancing before the Lord and all of the musicians playing and rehearsing and singing the words of David, some of which we just read in this mighty celebration. What a day it was, friends, but that day will pale in comparison to the day we go to be with the Lord. There's a great day coming, and I want you to be a part of it. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb, when we'll all gather in the Father's house and celebrate the victories that God has done on our behalf. First and foremost, the victories of the cross, the coming of Christ the Redeemer, who saved us from our sins. But he didn't save us just to deliver us from slavery, sin, and death. He saved us so that we might be part of his eternal family. Friends, if you've never asked the Lord to become your Savior and to become part of his family, you need to consider this. There is an eternal consequence for the life that we live. It's intended to be our introduction into eternity as part of the kingdom of God. 
But if we reject the Lord and His ways in the days of our flesh, we have no part in the coming kingdom. Take this opportunity now and give your heart to the Lord if you never have. Lord, we recognize that there's a time coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are indeed the Lord of all. We pray that any who don't know you would give their hearts to you. And even now, Lord, if there are any listening that want to come into this kingdom of God, give them the grace to confess their sins and ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Lord, your word says you're faithful and just to forgive our sins if we confessed. It says that the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Lord, we we pray that many would receive your free gift and come into the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.